finally. Do 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 one two yeah my channel's way down. Uh, can I get channel one turned up? How's that? One two three four. Good morning, Sunday morning. Yeah, that that looks good. David, let's try you. We feed the children. We house them. We give the we give the uh, children the money. Money for children. (laughs) Cash for toddlers. Oh goodness! Uh, yo, I, I gotta say, I love this Discord. This is a really good Discord that uh, we've we've stumbled upon slash founded. What's the story behind this Discord? I just wanted, to, I was just you know, early pandemic things to to do, like make a Discord. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, Are you talking at, about shit posters? Local four twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk's pronouns one and two. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yet. He and him. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Doing a mute. Uh, can you turn one up and two down a tiny bit? Yes, one up, two down. I'm just going to start. Uh, three is still looking good. I'm just going right. to start including these fucking sound checks in the episode. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? They're funny. Yeah, fuck yeah. <sighs> um, How are y'all doing? I am living the motherfucking dream out here. I don't know about yeah, you guys. Yeah, I've been baking. Oh yeah, getting the baking Dave's game back bagels. up. He's got my big ass uh, the uh, bag of flour. Hold on, let me check the COVID kitchen uh, <laughs> thread in the uh, Discord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you would like to be, should we announce? Yeah, sure. If you'd yeah. like to be invited to the Discord, uh, DM Ironweeds pod on twitter or send us an email ironweedspod at gmail.com yeah we haven't talked about the the discord in a long time uh we're uh yeah we got all, all kinds of stuff going on in there. i've really fallen off it because i'm such a fucking pathetic introvert that like keeping up with too many group chats is exhausting for me like i just i can't i can't even keep up with the fucking signal chats that i'm in let alone a whole discord the thing i like the about- posting is mwah, it's great like yeah. i don't mean to suggest otherwise but i just i can't deal with that much interaction <laughs> i'm tired of twitter and i only tweet like five times a week what, what i like about uh the discord as opposed to the timeline is the timeline never ends and depending on when you're looking at it it's either uh atrocious or very funny uh in in similar veins but um discord always delivers and it lets you know like what threads have new content they like yeah. turn bright white and then you can like see and uh my favorite thing to do is apply a uh reaction emoji to every <laughs> single thing <laughs> so, you're, so you're a reaction guy yeah, yeah. yeah so i'm like I'm, I'm like a reply guy but only with emojis yeah i try to find just the right reaction emoji guy. Yeah, yeah reaction yeah. guy exactly um speaking of which i am so fucking excited for the new reaction nips thank you so, yeah um, we're doing yeah. the turner diaries now i've got two episodes on it the first one just came out second one will come out next week i think i'm going to change my release date to monday morning yeah good morning <laughs> monday, monday morning. morning uh but yeah you slid right in there at the end of uh spoopy season to uh to drop uh the turner diaries which it's I think very is spooky yeah very it's appropriate so far as it is utterly terrifying um, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I. Turn diaries are what like the Hunger Games for white supremacists, right? It's just like the Ur text. Um, that, sort, yeah. I actually think maybe more. Um, oh, what's the really sh- divergent, which ah. is like a shit, just a terrible yeah, YA novel. I read all three of them. They are fucking huge books, and I read all three of them in like a weekend. Is it like a fantasy or? Yeah, it's like it's like dystopian sci-fi. Um, is there magic? 
No, but there is like white uh, girls are magic. There's like eugenics. There's like <laughs> genetic. Uh, all the people are like genetically enhanced or something. I don't know. It's been years since I read it, but you know, like the Turner Diaries is essentially a book about this um, caricature of a quote unquote equal world in the future, where basically like white people have no rights and like black people are completely protected from any kind of bad behavior by the government. Obviously, it's all run by Jews, of course, and. um it's written like a series of diaries, and the main character, Earl Turner, is this freedom fighter in an underground white supremacist movement that seeks to uh, rid the world of all non-white people. Charming. And then I also read Hunter, which is, frankly, a much better book. Is it about Hunter Biden? No. It's, it's by the <laughs> oh, same author. So, and so it's disappointed. About, it's about a man who, um, a lone wolf assassin who kills, like, mixed race couples and Jewish people and stuff. So And who smokes crack that, in Kiev. <laughs> No. Jeez. Um, so that'll be on the Patreon feed. Yeah. But anyway, thanks to everybody who's been listening to it. Uh, appreciate you. And thanks to the new patrons. Got yeah. A, got a few new patrons on it. Fuck yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, congratulations again uh, with the um, the release of that podcast. I am a super fan and I can't wait for more episodes. Thank you. Thank Chris you Chris is much. a reaction guy in all sorts of ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what so, the fuck do we talk about first? Should we start off with a big congratulations to Bolivia? Because yeah, that yes. Hell is yeah. like, I mean, we could have made that our wildflower, I suppose, but, you know. Let's just lead right off. I yeah, think. I mean, it's very exciting. Uh, and like, even the New York Times reported on it as like a clean election. So I think as opposed to, you know, some other dirty, <laughs> elections dirty in the recent elections. past uh, in Latin America, even... Yeah. Weren't they the ones calling foul on the previous one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this one is, it was just—it was just such a blowout. It was like fifty-two, fifty-five percent. Yeah, fifty-two percent. I yeah, mean, that, there's no uh, denying it that uh, Moss won by, and it's just like, oh, yeah, did win. You're right, fifty-five percent. Yeah. So, like, you can't, uh, you can't ignore that, and, and you you can't fudge the numbers like we're about to do in our election. You know, <laughs> you're, just like, you're just like, oh, it's pretty close, and I don't know, maybe you know, I, you know, Iowa. Well, you know, the app crashed, and you know, so like, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg said his. Uh, declared victory first so i guess it will call it a tie yeah i mean are, are they already counting votes because some like statistically significant section of the population has already voted this already United a States? third of yeah. the people who voted in the last election in the last presidential election have already voted is that like more than enough to call it like don't they call it like on election nights when like a most third of the vote, votes are in yeah but most jurisdictions have rules where you can't actually count the early vote until election day oh and part of that is like makes sense because if you have numbers leaking out about who's winning in a particular like we know because people are fucking sheep we know that if any information leaks out about who may or may not do better it swings it can swing the election yeah it also so. sets up a really convenient excuse to be like oh fuck we just like we're, we had a last minute fuck up uh-oh, all the votes are gone. Yeah. I mean, the thing to to look out for, I think, I don't really want to talk that. I would rather talk about the Bolivian elections. But while <laughs> we're on the subject, I think the thing to look out for will be somebody like, say, for example, Fox News calling it the night of when, you know, 2% of the vote is in. Um, and then, you know, doing exactly what happened with Bush v. Gore, which is like Fox says that he won. So now suddenly we're at the Supreme Court deciding if you really won. Is that the reason That'll why be. that that went to Supreme Court was that uh, journalists had already reported on it? So basically, if I recall correctly, um, Fox News reported that Bush had won, but um, 
he, there was no the, the the and not enough votes were when were in yet to declare it. A bunch of other news stations followed suit because you know you can't let one person have the story first. Like you have to get it all out there. And then uh, Al Gore conceded because all the news networks were reporting that Bush had won. Oh, and so as far as I recall, um, that was the main problem was the fact that Al Gore and then also of course the hanging chads in Palm, oh, Beach, yeah, Palm yeah. Beach County. So you know that A- absolute hanging chad. But you know, it's really worth like keeping Hanging in mind out that with my chads. <laughs> absolute Chad. Um it like one of the reasons these elections worked out the way they did in Bolivia is sustained militant worker movements demanding free and fair elections and demanding the overturning of this coup, this American backed coup. Like without that, and I think that's one of the reasons that our elections in this country are so fucked up, is because like there's nobody to there's no infrastructure, there's no organization, like, sufficient organization anyway, to, to engage in that kind of activism. So, you know, it's um, really awesome for Bolivia. I'm just really happy for them, and I really hope that this helps them, you know... Keep their lithium. To keep their fucking lithium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you see Tesla's stock price go down after that yeah. election? Yeah, that, rules. Oh, yeah. Mm, Absolutely rules. Tasted delicious. Yeah, and, and you know, I... I um. You know, under the leadership of uh, Luis Arce, Arce, I don't know, A-R-C-A, C-E, I I don't know how you pronounce that. I haven't heard his name said out loud, I've only read it, so I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah, I hope Evo Morales is able to, like, come back to the country from his exile in Mexico. Apparently there's already plans for that, I think think I saw, yeah. And the thing that I really want to know is, like, what do they now do with the coup plotters? Yeah. Like, there are people that uh, committed... Vast, treason. vast uh, treason and, and just a, like and war crimes, yeah, 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 like yeah, war crimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how you. Hopefully, they what don't, do you do with that? With like a like, truth and reconciliation. I've already maybe. seen. Um, I, I saw. I didn't read them, but I saw a couple of headlines that were talking about truth and reconciliation in in Bolivia. Um, and I mean, I just don't. I don't know if it's a if it's a true socialist movement. I hope that they don't go that route. I hope they just fucking exile them or, you know, something. Send him to Argentina with the rest of the fascists. Like, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Although maybe we don't want all our fascists in all in one place. One country yeah. In the- yeah, maybe maybe that wouldn't create the best uh, circumstances. Um, I hope they don't do what Obama did, which is like come in and and basically be like, "Well, um, we co- we cooed some folks, but we're looking forward, right? We're, we're going to move forward. Got to move forward. Yeah, you know, um, got to heal the country." Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what turn it takes next. Man, that's something that like I don't know. We sh- maybe we should look into it, but w- would get a great treatment from citations needed, right? Would be uh, a that that a, a podcast would would be like something about like the heal the nation trope, <laughs> right? You know, like healing and bringing together and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, what yeah. is that really doing, right? It's yeah. it's saying like ignore or forget. Like some really heinous atrocities or or shit, right? He's like, well, now we just just ignore it. Let's keep going. Yeah, right. That's yeah, that's I can't all wait for that Joe anyone Biden to do it with Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all anyone ever means by heal the nation. Yeah, it's like just like arbitrarily and unilaterally move the Overton window permanently to uh, normalize like previously unacceptable behavior. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but now just make it a little bit more polite. Yeah, so like Biden uh, gets in office and immediately pardons uh, all of the plotters uh, for the kidnapping of uh, the Michigan governor. It's just like, you know what? We got it forward. We got to move forward. Look here, Jack. <laughs> if you can't sit down and enjoy an ice cream and a root beer float with some militia members who tried to overthrow the state government of Michigan, 
come on, man. Come on. You look, know what? Look, I, look, I shouldn't say that. Never look, mind. I'm look, 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 look. <laughs> when, 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 when I was a lifeguard, you know, you'd kick people out of the pool. They can't, they can't come back to the pool because they get too hot. They get too hot and they, they go make, make bad trouble elsewhere. And you got, so you got to bring them back in, back into the pool, keep it cool. And that's <laughs> that's what I did, and that's Maybe what we that's about. what we need to do as a nation is bring them back into the pool. Just you know, when, when, once they cooled off, so they, can, they can cool off, cool off. Really, that's I I've already said too much. Yeah, maybe we should talk about the presidential election or debate oh at all. God. I don't oh, know. I, I, that... I missed it. You guys got to fill me in. It, it was... was so like the man. I really the <laughs> thing the the thing that really is just like really stand out to me is not. The debate itself, it was afterward. That's where, what I was going to, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you want to say It's the coverage it? of it. Like, yeah. It's everybody tripping over themselves to talk about how great Biden was. And it makes me wonder, like, did we watch the same fucking media spectacle? Because I just don't understand how somebody could have watched that debate and thought that Biden did a good job. He was, it was, it was the Biden that I wanted to show up at, at the Biden-Bernie debate. And instead, they sent in a fucking like doped up super like political super soldier <laughs> who was actually capable of like communicating a coherent idea. Um, and so the Biden we got with Trump was the Biden that I wanted with Bernie, but he was just not making any kind of. Th- there was this one moment in the debate that I thought really looked good on Trump, which was where Biden was going over what his plan for the coronavirus would have been, and it was like encourage people to wear masks masks blah 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 it was all this very milk toast shit milk toast shit and after he's done speaking trump says isn't that what i did that's just what i did and he was like kind of right i mean well it's so vague as to be yeah. like and you can barely do anything and say yeah i did that i if trump said first, we have the for, masks people have their masks like that yeah. qualifies you know step one to defeating the coronavirus cr- defeat the coronavirus right yeah. yeah you know it's like like yeah that's that's it like I, I I don't know what else you could really like Yeah, you, you can always say that that's what I did if you have Joe Biden saying like first step is you you have to tell the American people what's going on. You and then talk straight with the American And then people. you have to like get listen to the experts and get virus protection and and make sure everyone's cared for. And like that's like that anyone could say that they did that. Your boss could say that they did that in your office. Like it doesn't matter. And you know what would have made what Biden could have said that would have stood out from Trump? I would have sent $2000 to every American every month. I would have put a national moratorium on uh evictions and uh and you know mortgage defaults and all of that. Like there were so many concrete things that are very popular with the American people that he could have said in that moment. And instead it was like I would listen to the experts and encourage people to wear masks, and I would talk straight to the American people. It's just, it, it was really, and he was, he seemed tired, he seemed frail, Trump seemed very robust and, like, full of vigor. Isn't that guy still a fucking coronavirus? I, like, how the hell is he, uh, you know, re- the fastest recovery of coronavirus in, like, world history because of your fucking wife <laughs> i know, know. <laughs> uh, they gave her the regeneron i know i've been talking to em i'm like em, we were so fucking close <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh yeah biden's uh first uh, cabinet appointment will be uh john McAfee uh to secretary of virus protection <laughs> uh actually uh Kasich. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah for real. Oh yeah, god. I don't even remember what you John, know John Kasich, yeah. what department it was supposed to be, but 
Yeah. yeah. The Onion had a funny uh, headline. It was like, debate performance might cost uh, Donald Trump a cabinet position in yeah, Biden so, administration. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Did uh, did Trump uh, straight up uh, say that he's going to give everyone $1,200 when he gets elected and during the debate? I don't think he I did. Don't, no. I don't remember that. Because um, he, he was saying that in the week leading up. Like, yeah. like press conferences and shit. I mean, sh- we shouldn't give... We shouldn't, like, by default give Trump credit for, like, laying out a bunch of very specific plans. He wasn't. But, you know, of course... No, but, not at all. Right? But by now, it's just, like, all, like, who... Which dad do you want to spend the weekend with? <laughs> yeah. Is, like, is, is like our debates now. It's just, like, which dad do you love more? And and neither of them... I, you know, and, like, and you... So you either have to feel, like, angry and, and, and uh, want someone to just kick ass to like everyone that you think is wronged you or do you want like the apologetic like quiet tone down let's all go back to normal i want to just go back to brunch guy and those are your only options they are going to do the same shit but it's just like a, a dial of like the tone difference it's like you, is fucking it have you guys ever seen the movie um uh, shogun assassin is this an anime? No, it's like an automatic answer to that. Is I no. think it's like a Japanese like samurai film from like the eighties. Um, I believe so. Uh, it's heavily sampled in a bunch of Wu Tang tracks. No, the only and, one I've watched is the Flying Guillotine. Oh, well, there's this that's, uh, that's this scene movie. where like uh, I think it's like the young wolf pup or something is like the name for the kid, but the uh, the shogun's uh, uh, like uh, assassin basically has to like run out of town and he gives this toddler like baby who can't even fucking speak the choice between the blade and the ball and he's like you must choose <laughs> <laughs> and we're the baby oh uh, yeah yeah choosing exactly. between a ball and a, and, a, and a sword yeah yeah pretty much and sadly joe biden is the ball <laughs> yeah what yeah. dumb baby is gonna choose a ball over a sword swords are cool <laughs> while you were all partying I was studying the blade (laughs) while you were at the gym working on your vanity. I was cultivating inner strength. And now when the barbarians are at the gates and the world's on fire, you have the audacity to ask me for help. I know this is a quote of something, no, but I don't know meme. what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a meme. meme. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a movie quote, isn't it? No, it's, no, it's, just, it's a just a meme. It's yeah, like okay. this really skinny white boy like pulling meme, a samurai but... sword. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might, you oh, might be no, remembering no, no, from yeah, uh, remember. Watchmen. Is it, I think a... I was actually thinking of um, Bane from the Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I, you you merely came to the darkness right. and was born. I was born was. in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah uh, no, I, I do remember the meme now. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. But it also sounds a lot like uh, Rorsch- what Rorschach says. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. Uh, I haven't seen it. At the very end. Well, that explains of... why this white boy came up with this. Thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it does. Yeah. Is that, towards the end, he, he says something like, you will come asking for help and I will whisper no or something like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's at the at the end of. You know what would also be a good podcaster's oh. commentary is The Watchmen. Oh, shit. I actually haven't seen that You've yet. never seen The Watchmen? No, no kidding. No. Like That's the movie. Good. Like the movie, not the HBO series. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be. That would be a very long podcast yeah, yeah, that, commentary yeah, if you did the lot. HBO series. I did not care for the HBO series. Yeah, it was... It's just pro-cop pop propaganda. But... It really. I mean, like, it, it, like, they reveal that whites, like, they're all white supremacists, but then it's like, but also who cares? I but don't, it's I don't, like, like co- of course the cops they are. can cops. bring them down, as if the yeah. cops can bring down their own fucking white supremacists. Yeah. Spider-Man meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm very meme this morning. Hey, really no, gotta... it's meme magic, man. That's... Oh, yeah. 
We love it. We love to see it. Talking (laughs) talking the language of our people. Uh, Have you guys noticed that uh, Mitch McConnell and um, Rudy Giuliani (laughs) are both uh, like semi-necrotic? Yeah. Yeah. Which of course they are, right? I have this like sick, it's almost like a... um, what is it? What is the French word for the call of the void? I have like this kind of call of the void. Do you know what that is? No, it sounds it's like, like whenever an RPG. you, whenever you're like near a, a huge, you know, cavernous, oh yes, like, yes valley yes, or something, and yeah. you want to jump into it. Yeah, yeah. I have this weird call of the void when I see like Mitch McConnell's hands, where I want to like <laughs> poke them with a sharp object and see what comes out. Yeah, because they just look like they're so. It looks like um like viscera inside of a balloon. Yeah, that, like if you just poke it some bad shit would come out these these people have tapped into like literally the dark side of the force where it's like and it gave me a naturally long life yeah you know like Rudy Giuliani was like uh in the Borat film recently Um, yeah we watched did you see it I haven't seen it did you see it yeah Yeah, we we watched watched it it. what did you think I liked the movie overall Yeah. yeah I thought it was sweet I thought it was very earnest and um and kind of like I don't I feel like it was what the moment called for which nice. was just like a sort of irreverent, a very irreverent, but also like very, there was kind of a, like a, a, a sweetness and, you know, um, like an honesty to it that I really appreciated in nice. ter- in so far as like the father daughter relationship of the film. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I, I, I got the sense that they, that they had planned a very different movie and then the coronavirus yeah. hit. Yeah. And so they had to f- fill in some gaps with some scripted, uh, like it, uh, 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 scenes in between, they they changed the the probably the entire um, story, and yeah. then like it feels like they they didn't they had like some stuff on their check uh, their their checklist that they didn't get to hit. Yeah, it felt a little unfinished. Yeah, it did and there feel was definitely some but... stuff that was v- definitely scripted. I mean, yeah. there's people online talking. I won't like give anything away, but there are people online that are like, I can't believe this. I can't, and I'm like, that was very obviously scripted. Yeah, so it was different from other. Borat movies in that way, but interesting. What about the the Rudy Giuliani scene? What did you was, think of that? It was he he was definitely touching himself inside his pants. He yeah. wasn't like I wouldn't call it jerking off. The mic um, had already been removed from him, right? He was he the mic had just been taken off, and he was tucking in his shirt. Okay, so but so, he's definitely in there a little more and a little longer than a than a man should need to be to tuck in a shirt. He, he's fluffing. He's kind of like rearranging, okay. and but like he wants to make it look pretty, but like <laughs> he, sprinkling yeah. glitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for the listeners that aren't aware of this, um, basically Rudy Giuliani got um, punked, punked in a compromising situation <laughs> with like I think like a twenty-six-year-old woman who is pretending to be fifteen. 15 yeah. Um, but also pretending to be a fifteen-year-old. Pretending to be a journalist or something. I, I haven't seen the movie yet, so forgive me. She is pretending to be a journalist. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but they gave an interview to uh, Rudy Giuliani, and and then she followed in him into like the bedroom of like a hotel, and like took his mic off, and then she like, asked if he wanted a drink. It was like she was clearly setting him up to like, you know demonstrate how he would fuck this 15 year old okay yeah and then uh sasha baron cohen's character like bursts in the room and is like no she's too old for you she's she's 15 i get you younger daughter or something right yeah yeah so um (laughs) apparently uh rudy giuliani felt it was important enough to call the cops 
uh, and be like, uh, oh, and no, actually, I'm the the pedo hunter here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he accused Sasha things, are, things are going great when you say, no, I'm the pedo hunter. <laughs> <laughs> things are going great. Not the pedo hunty. No. Yeah. And he apparently he accused Sasha Baron Cohen of uh, wearing a transgender outfit, which apparently was like just like a, a bikini, like a face mask as bikini or something like that. Uh, no, no, it was it, it was like a bikini. It, okay. or it was like a weird. Lacey I, I don't thing. really know how to yeah. describe it. It was like half. It was like a bikini negligee kind of thing. You got it was see. custom. It, was, custom. it was definitely custom. I'll check it out without speculating. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend folks watch it. I don't want to like spoil any of it, but there are definitely some kind of um, some some good little Easter eggs if yeah. you have been watching the news over the last you know eight months uh which if you're listening to the show you have been Probably. so yeah uh and uh i'm just gonna take the opportunity to uh give a plug for my increasingly relevantly named uh punk band uh zombie giuliani, zombie yeah. giuliani at bandcamp, <laughs> dot bandcamp.com you can check out our first uh album we released uh, a week before the pandemic lockdown uh the u.s uh called uh shit show which mm-hmm. uh, is still relevant and uh we got another ep coming out soon um, that we're probably going to be recording next week. You, sh- you should make awesome. a uh, like a side uh, like a side project, like an unplugged side project called like Zombie McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I, I was thinking about trying to do like a um, like a Mitch Hedberg McConnell bit. <laughs> well, well, talk like this, but you know, just talking about funny things. <laughs> Just trying to be likable up here. <laughs> that's a pretty good mission, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, uh, um, yeah, escalator is when it's broken, it becomes stairs. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> oh, forgive us. Forgive is, uh, us. Is Zombie Giuliani planning to do another like live? stream uh, after you drop your new ep or yeah we'll probably do a live concert because that I, was really fun oh yeah thank you yeah um and yeah i think we're gonna try we did one live show outside of weatherward uh outside of weathered wood uh shout out to danny um for letting us do that and uh we'll probably do another one sometime soon we now have this like cool little piece of technology i got which is like a lithium battery plugged into a inverter so it's basically like a um like a generator but it's silent and it's like wicked small and lightweight and we can plug in the bass amp guitar amp and the pa all into it and play for like two hours wow um so we can take that like anywhere so um now we just need to figure out how to not get arrested playing like an outdoor show well that wouldn't be very punk of you to not get arrested yeah we were thinking about doing parade crime you know, um, and like getting like a flatbed, uh, like truck That's and just a good idea. setting it up or and just then, like a trailer or something. Y- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then just driving like well below the speed, speed limit and, uh, just have a unlicensed parade. But I don't know how, how many years you can get for parade crime. So I gotta, I, I gotta wave you'd, you'd probably just get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you had a black person in the band, then you might be in more trouble. Gotta love Troy, huh? Yeah. Ah, shit. That's yeah, too real. Uh, any any updates uh, as it relates to like Barker Park? Well, I was going to say um, the uh, what do you call it? The um, Officer Johnson, yeah, Officer the, Johnson, and the and civil rights. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard a single thing. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I mean, at this point, it just goes through the courts, so like we yeah. probably won't hear anything for a while. Yeah, um, but it, it's just interesting that like eleven thousand people show up and protest for 
racial justice and police accountability. Um, none is given at all, right? <laughs> and uh, the police have just been acting worse than ever. Um, and now they have a, uh, you know, internal lawsuit against them. And uh, everybody's like, lips, lips sealed. sealed. Yeah. And then this past week, uh, Derek Chauvin had the third degree murder charge uh, dropped from the charges against him. So he's still up for second degree murder, but not third degree. Is that it, happened this past week. Is the uh, number as it goes up more serious? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the difference is, in third degree murder, you put other lives at risk in the committal of your crime. And so the judge determined that he, that in um, killing George Floyd, he did not put the public at risk. So that's why that was dropped. But, you know, he still got eight other charges against him. So hopefully, at least the judge didn't throw out all the murder charges. But Well, maybe something will stick. But then again, right, it's always these pirate pyrrhic victories right because yeah it's like oh good you sent someone to jail like right gross yeah well yeah i don't know precedent matters for something maybe yeah. I, I mean who yeah. knows the state is never really going to hold itself accountable no no it's not uh, what else we got <laughs> let me look at my i got some stuff some uh bookmarked in my twitter do you guys have any interest in listening to these short kanye west Oh, yes, please. Oh, you know what? Please. No, speaking of cops, actually, let me play this audio for you guys really quick. Um, this happened in NYPD, and they are um, in the street. I'm not talking into my mic, sorry. They are, they're in the street in a crosswalk, and a passerby says something to the cops, and then this is what happens next. Trump 2020. Put it on YouTube. Put it on Facebook. It's the cops using the loudspeaker from their car. Oh, wow. To say Trump 2020. Take a picture, take a picture, take a video. Put it on your Facebook, put it on your YouTube. Have some fun. Have some fun. Well, that's nice. They're going out, you know, <laughs> yeah. giving us some fun. Give us content. Put on, put on the social medias. Really, they should get their their cut for um, yeah. for being con- content creators. Yeah. So the it, Trump it surrogates. Sound, it sounded like the person called them a fascist. Yeah. At fu- the go fuck yourself, you fascist. Go is fuck what they yourself, said. You fascist. And then, so I like. I always like to. Whenever I see a, something like this, it's a, probably just part of the leftover social media researcher in me. But I gotta wait into the comments. I gotta see what the people are saying. Yeah. yeah. I gotta see what they're saying. And people in the comments are like. Well, you know, this is just 30 seconds of the interaction, and we don't really know what happened before that. And it is clear, like, the passerby does call them fascists, and it's like, well... Braver than the troops. If I, back in my bartending days, if somebody had come in and said, you're a fascist, I could tell them to leave, you know? I could refuse to serve them. But I couldn't shout Trump 2020 at them. Like, that's not, like, just because it's, like, free speech and you can say it doesn't mean, like, you should be able to say it at your job and get away with it. Um, anyway, Every, so there's that. And I, this was, like, just after the cops seized all that PPE outside of a voting location. And that was everything. horrifying in what? Red Hook. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Like, there was PPE for voters? Yeah. There was a table set out with, like, masks and, and hand sanitizer and stuff. And, uh, and they just took it. They stole it. And they like, it was like, it looked like a looting the way they did it. Like they just moved in like fucking special forces. And within 20 seconds, the whole, the table, all the materials were just like hauled into a truck. And they took a big stereo that they had. 
Um, yeah. And there's no, I, I haven't heard any justification of like how, like why, other than they wanted it. And no, they, they to said, steal it. the cops said that they had asked the uh, group that was distributing them to move several times and they didn't move. They said that they were in the right spot. And then in the video, as they're taking the PPE away, you can hear a woman shouting, I have a measuring tape. You told me I could measure. You told me I could measure. I have the tape. Um, so it seems like, like what happened. Distance from a door or yeah, something? because you can't, um, you know, there are electioneering laws and there's, and they look like maybe they had some literature on the table. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, basically like you can't be too close to a polling location doing certain things. I don't know about distributing PPE or the legality of that, but the what was said by other witnesses was that the cops had told them to move several times and they didn't dispatch this is car 32 we have a potential protective situation developing <laughs> we've got somebody administrating some mutual aid without a license uh within uh two blocks of a voting uh location we're gonna need some backup but you know what you do in that instance is you tell people to move their shit and then if they refuse to move their shit you move it for them you don't seize all of it like that's just you know and they very clearly now one thing i will say is that the cops were wearing masks so were they Trump 2020 masks? Because apparently were. there were cops at inside of a polling location somewhere in the country. I came across I saw the timeline this, yeah. Yeah, that were wearing all all the cops had Are Trump 2020 like across their mouths. Oh my god, we're such a special little nation. <laughs> um, so I did want to play us a couple of qu- so Kanye West went on um, on Joe Rogan's podcast and they had like a three hour conversation. Awesome. Do you guys have any interest in hearing some of this? Yeah. Because oh my God, it yeah. is pretty, um, willing to take the chance. Nope. Stop. Uh, uh, also that was in Miami, the cop with the Trump 2020 masks. So uh, of course. That yes. Makes sense. Florida. Oh, I also saw mm. Joe Biden said something like even Florida man would vote against Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Say more of oh, shit oh, like okay, that. Thanks uh, for coming to our state and insulting us. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Delaware man can't say that. Okay. Only Florida people can <laughs> yeah. say Florida man shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're although, stealing Florida Valley. Yeah. Although, you know, speaking of real fast, I did come across a truck yesterday at, in a Stewart's parking lot that said, uh, uh, say no to the mask. It was like painted on the back of a truck. Is that like yeah. a say yes to the dress reference? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 oh, I think I clipped there. I, I, I thought it was in reference to like the Jim Carrey Cameron Diaz movie. Maybe he just like, <laughs> he only just watched it, and he's like, no, this movie sucks. <laughs> say no to the mask. What? Smoking. Yeah, watch Ace Ventura instead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um. So this is Kanye West going on. I've got uh, three clips here that I'll play for us. Um, So this is the first one. The Democrats were willing to take the chance of not winning as long as the conglomerate could be completely in control of as completely in control. You know, I'm saying that Bernie. Yeah. Bernie would have won. He would have won. This is I wore a trumpet. He would have won. I'm saying like Bernie is a superhero. Yeah. You know, and he would be the perfect the perfect anti the perfect person to be the opposite of what Trump represents. Yeah, he's an anti capitalist. He's a he's a guy who's a social democrat. And you, and is this you know like the problem? Sped up? They couldn't control Bernie. I think it is because yeah. you can't you can't control I him. Hope he's, so. he's been so consistent as well. Or they're doing. A bunch so of so what I'm saying is they literally kicked. Which, if this doesn't say something, it's like they kicked the superhero. You know what I'm saying? They, they, well, they you t- want to control? It's the same thing they did with Tulsi Gabbard. But Bernie was interesting because he's this democratic socialist because he's got these ideas that are scary to capitalism. You know what's fun? So first of all, uh, fellas, lies detected. Zero. Uh, no, Did so, we yeah. detect any lies? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess the question is, how do you beat a superhero? 
you know? Uh, with a super villain like Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about a uh, New York Times bestselling author? Yeah, yeah, Oh, I my am. God. And, and, po- and welcome to the podcast family, Pete. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Def, uh, you know, welcome. Um, <laughs> Fellow content creator. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I well wishes. Think, I think I saw somebody tweet out the photo of him in his little uh, booth, and here I'm using generous scare quotes, and said something like, hello, fellow podcasters. Um, yeah, what's his book called? Truth? Is that... Oh, who fucking cares? I think it's just like Truth is uh, the name sure, of it or something fine. dumb Why like not? that. Yeah. All right, so here's our next Kanye clip. Particularly, here's a big one for me as well, free healthcare. I think if we think of ourselves as a country mm-hmm. and our country as a community... We're, we're all a bunch of people that are together. If we're going to take care of things like the fire department, if we're going to take care of things like the police department, education, we've got to take care of health care. We got, we got to make it so that people get sick. They don't go bankrupt. We got to make it so that no one has to worry about being taken care of. And I, I, and I don't mean to eliminate the ability for someone to hire a private specialist for surgery or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, at the very least, we have to cover base medical concerns for the population. It's just, it's an, a giant part of what, what it is to be a person, is to, to worry about your, your body being broken, to worry about being sick, to worry about what this is going to cost your family financially and how it could ruin people. This is a, I mean, this is a huge issue in our country, is medical health. So have you, have you thought about that? Absolutely. Um, it's not just, how we treat people there's preventative measures yes that can help us from getting sick our our diet our yes. our Ooh, little marion locations our, our, in there. The, our, our jobs there's a lot of that that affects us and puts us in, in those uh situations our transportation you all know what a silver bullet is a medication mm-hmm. right so it's the um it's a medication that goes and just kills exactly what it's supposed to kill <laughs> yeah but for mm. capitalism that's not the best medication no, to actually not. cure people. Uh, capitalists want to keep people. They want to treat them. They want to treat. They want to keep you sick because that's how you, you keep making money. You know, the whole thing is, no, everyone is going to be more prosperous, I think is the word. Not specifically, are you going to 5X your money? Everyone's like trying to get the, No, it's about prosperity. And to be able to really have real conversations with the lead heads of like Big Farm. And real conversations with the heads Oof, of uh, so close of, of uh, holistic and 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 natural healing to put these people in a uh, room together. People aren't even having; they're mad at each other. What if what if Vicodin, but also incense? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got we got to go after big crystal. All right, big amethyst crystal <laughs> is keeping. Uh, the people down. I know that's very flippant and holistic medicine is is not, you know, incense and crystals. I don't mean to be uh, uh, offensive to any of our holistic practitioners listening, but it is just kind of like, ah, uh, swing and a miss, Kanye. Yeah. Well, it, it's so interesting, right? Because Kanye West it, it went hit really, really hard MAGA, right? And he went like super into Trump, like especially right after he was elected. And then he went, you know, to the White House and had like a really crazy uh, incoherent conversation, uh, with the president. Um, but you know, he has lyrics that are pretty biting of capitalism. Yeah. You know, like he's got the, the whole, um, it's like, 
That's why they train us to hate ourselves and love their wealth. And that's why the ladies say, and you know, where the baller's at and, uh, you know, crack uh, dealer by Jordan's crack head by crack and the white man get paid off of all of that. Yeah. I mean, if you like populism right now is in a very sort of weird state of flux, right? Where almost any populist message is kind of like a Rorschach test. And I think that that's very true of Trump as well, that despite the fact that he is, you know, his reputation is as this millionaire real estate mogul, you can still have people who are critical of the elite power structure in this country, including, you know, industry, um, support Trump. And it's just kind of this bizarre, like, mangle of ideology. That's what is both, like, powerful and scary about populist movements, you know? Yeah, I think that's really right about the the Rorschach test of of a populist candidate, because uh, that's really the only way that you can square so many uh, people's, co- uh, so many comments where people say, like, I voted for Trump because, like, he, he's going to take it, he's going to, like, take down the swamp, uh, but then also say, like, he, like, he'll do better for healthcare, or, like, even people who say, like, Biden believes in healthcare, though he's not populist, so I guess I'm, I'm contradicting myself but you know like the, the, i i think like how many different ways people justify their vote for trump and then to some degree bernie sanders right well, are even, all like shows like what you care about yeah. and who you think uh what kind of person wins in big power contests yeah and there's even you know i don't i hope i don't get in trouble for saying this but this notion of the bernie to trump pipeline mm-hmm. which i think a lot of like democratic socialists and people on the left have a very knee-jerk reaction to like that's not true we don't like trump people who voted for bernie don't like trump but there is it's not a pipeline it's really more of a trickle but there are people who voted for bernie sanders in the primary who voted for donald trump like we know that those numbers exist yeah it wasn't They're like small yeah it um, wasn't like bernie turned them on to trump it was these people who were already disaffected with, you know, the bipartisan consensus on a horrible fucking unlivable future. Exactly. And being like, uh, where's the exit button? Yeah, the same things that appealed to them about Bernie also appealed to them about Trump. Like, it's not, you know, that, that like, dem- like democratic socialism turns you on to fascist um, right-wing populism. But yeah. yeah, I think there's something to be said for that, that, like, what we're, we're... Uh, entering a period of extreme populism and who gets to hold those reins is going to be incredibly important going forward. And we just like moderate neoliberal candidates like Joe Biden are not the future yeah. right now. And there's the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend uh, thing going on really strongly as it relates to Trump, you know, because like he is so hated by the like mainstream media elites and like, you know, the Democratic Party and stuff like that. And so like, people see their own hatred for those same people uh and they're like oh so they hate this guy yeah i I like this guy you know and i think that that you know is 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 probably uh pretty strong as it relates to um you know the animus that's driving i guess um a lot of people to like bernie a lot is you know like yeah but i think it was like fdr said um you know like I I take pride in your like hatred of me or like judge me by the hatred of my enemies. Judge me by the enemies I've made, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh you know the, we have no option right now that is like making enemies with the ruling class that's going to be elected this year. Yeah. Like, you know, right. at all. Um and only if, if at all on like totally superficial terms. Yeah. All right, I got one more clip you guys want to hear? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
The solutions for utopia are in front of us. Nice. But what's holding us back? Fear. People are sitting on their money. Really, they're sitting under their money. I know I'm going to give you a ding. Okay, that's it. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did, you get, did you get my perspective of the, re- I, the way I would approach? You would bring yeah. people together to communicate and try to figure out a better strategy for healthcare. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in London, some reality, some financial realities that have to be in London. When you go to the hospital, it, no, let me give you the American example. When I go to the hospital, I had something wrong with my foot three years ago. They asked me, you know, do you want to take something? Do you want a pill? I said, no. Five doctors and nurses asked me if I want a pill. This is like worse than when you don't accept water on the plane. And they just keep like, do you want some more water? I'm like, I'll take the water because right, I don't want to be responsible for the water. Like when the plane takes off and it goes like this and I got to like hold it in my... I don't want no water. Like, That's I relatable. That shit's relatable. Very relatable content, yeah. <laughs> Even though my like masseuse says I should drink more water. Uh, so the... <laughs> So they, they instantly not are, relatable. Like, people think of Christmas parties about bonuses, about giving out more medication. So mm-hmm. we talk about they do. Look at this. How much does the earth cost? Exactly. There's no price on it, right. right? We make money. Money's not even backed by gold anymore. So bring back the gold standard, Kanye it's West. Twenty engineering. It's where the budgets are going. And like it was the best part on uh one of the best parts on uh the Sixth Sense is when <laughs> what. Um, <laughs> When they looked at this you know, video and it was film. a nanny, uh, they saw that the nanny was like putting stuff in the like the porch for the child that had passed. And he, and then they said, um, the ladies looked at the nanny and said, you're keeping her sick. You're keeping her sick. Like, that is we the are best sick. part of that Capitalism movie. is the nanny putting sick. poison in our porch. Uh, abortion culture, sex culture. Sex culture. Which Kanye has never uh, contributed to. Ooh, so like so yeah, close. Yeah, I know. So close. I know, right? It's really like it's like Yegevera. Are you coming back? <laughs> it's it's maddening, man. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always going to be like this natural cap on how effective someone can be when they describe national problems in terms of like their masseuse <laughs> well yeah in terms of their masseuse uh, uh hydration recommendations but also the, the the fact that you know like the problem is encapsulated within um people not getting along or talking or like mm. being in the right room together right which yeah. is what mm-hmm. he was talking about mm-hmm. both with the you know the the herbalists and and real medicine or or traditional medicine and then the what he just finished saying that, that last time right it was just like there's not you don't you're they're not getting the right people in the room and it's like no the motherfucker like the people that make the rooms are get in them right yeah. <laughs> like there's like yeah. the, all the right people are in the room for the ruling class like by definition well right? what is a government program that's gonna let's just hypothetically go with with yay on this what is a government program that gets the top drug manufacturers and the top like yarrow growers or whatever holistic medicine is these days together like what donny deals like, baby you just invite them to the white house and serve them you know your summit uh but, yeah but like it'll what? Be, uh, yeah you, you just go like hey you know i've noticed that like all this stuff that you're selling is very expensive could i was thinking could we like lower that 
Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn, we should lower the cost of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. that, that's not happening. It, it reminds me a little bit of this uh, movie I, I watched the other day because I was like, oh, you know, I want to watch like a nature documentary. So David Attenborough's got this new thing out on Netflix and it's um, it's sold to you as like a description of the coming ecocide or ongoing ecocide and it, how horrific it's going to be and then solutions to it and how we can avert it and i kept like i was on the edge of my seat right because you know the first two-thirds of the movie is just like how fucked we're actually at and like how bad the oceans are going to be and like how lifeless they're going to be in like the next decade and then how bad the rest of the you know till 2100 20 21 20 or something um because david attenborough is 93 and so he's saying like if i was born today this is what my life would be like by the time i'm the age i am now and just like a dead planet (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and like incredible beauty uh of all this stuff that's like happening and then you know the melting uh ice caps and how like the arctic ice is just going to go away entirely so just no more polar bears total extinction you know like and all this um uh horror coming down the line and then his fucking solution are like technical things that we can do as a species to revert it which is has never been in in short supply like we've always known the things that we need to do and like climate scientists and and um uh ecologists and everybody else are like getting better and better at refining these models and like exactly how much we need to reforest to be able to like you know produce enough oxygen and and uh like moisture into the cloud system and like how to stop what what the levels of rainforest we might be able to get you know technically and it's like motherfucker those aren't the problems like the problems we have are that the sticks and carrots of the system that we are all participating in on a global like scale are set up to bring about these inevitable apocalyptic outcomes. And the solution we need is something that changes the game rules of the game that we're playing, not different tactics that might bring about a different outcome if we were to suddenly be living under different uh, sets of incentives and disincentives or, you know, like uh, penalties. Um, We need to figure out the solution to get us to the system that has the incentives and the penalties that will provide a livable planet in the year 2100. It's it's, it's like we're playing football, but we have to play baseball to save the earth. And all David Attenborough is talking about is new plays on how to play football. Or or, or just how how lovely it would be if we were playing baseball. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Right, I was yeah, with like you before not, I turned yeah, this on. Not sold. Yeah, like, yeah, like but, you don't need to sell me on that. Yeah. But like there's you know, there's nothing being put forward, at least to my satisfaction, of like a path that actually gets us there. And I was, you know, cutting it up with my friend from the Green Party who got me to run in Lansingburg to try and uh beat Jim Gully uh for city council. And uh, you know, he's talking about how the Green Party, you know, like seemingly all of the political parties, Republicans and the Democrats, are all like having this crisis of legitimacy slash are they even going to exist next year especially in new york yeah yeah, yeah like they they the may Green not party may just be gone in new york it may be yeah. literally gone yeah and like, well, not to mention all the states where they've delivered they've literally taken the greens off the ballots yes like, this is yeah. essentially a fucking hit job on yeah. the green party yeah and, and so this this whole thing is like you know i was asking him i was like I think we, we, you and I are similarly on the same page about like the technical problems 
and the technical solutions, like how we could go about actually like, you know, in, in ensuring survivability of our species. Um, but like, how do we change the system itself? Like, you know, like the idea of like revolution in a vague way is never going to be um, appetizing to like your regular worker, yeah. you know, who's yeah, just like, like trying to get by and like focusing on making sure their kid isn't like sick or in, without healthcare or whatever. And just like trying to, you know, make it in this world. And, um, you know, we, we saw with the, the Bernie defeat that like the, th <laughs> the, the, the most opportune moment for a politician like that, who was going to use the systems of government to basically largely keep the ruling class in power, but to allow our American empire to, you know, exist and tweak and survive another couple decades and like do some damage control and like how bad it will be. And maybe like eventually give us like a parachute out of this imperial position as a nation and like, you know, allow us to come to some more reasonable government uh, approach to like the climate disaster or whatever else that was just entirely written off by like the body politic, whatever that is, you know, like the two party system, the, uh, the, the people who were able to vote in the mostly closed primaries throughout the country. And it's like, fuck. And you have all these like girl bosses, like, uh, Diane Feinstein and, and, uh, Nancy Pelosi, like just like not even, don't even want to talk about a green new deal. Right. It's called like green new dream or whatever. And like Diane Feinstein, like telling a bunch of kids to get the fuck out of her office because they were not polite to her. Like that's all these motherfuckers care about, right. Is all these ghouls care about is like deference and like being quote unquote reasonable, which never means meeting the problem at the scale that it exists. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I, I always have this problem that you're describing, Chris, when I in teaching, right, because I'm in a geography and planning department. And when, of course, like the students want to talk about the climate catastrophe, and I do too, but like everything available to you for these sorts of conversations are all like, are those David Attenborough moments. He's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to just basically tell my students like, it's capitalism, baby, you got to fight capitalism. And it's like, I don't know, like, that's what my whole class is about in, in uh, practically. Right. And it's like, I, so like, I don't, it's, it's always been very hard for me to like have a really interesting, good conversation in class on these things because everything always pushes you toward like this new, you know, like uh pedal powered boat that will collect, <laughs> is going to collect plastic debris in, 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 you know, in the Thames or some bullshit like that. I'm like, that, doesn't fucking matter <laughs> like so yeah. I, I, I never know how to, how to have it, these yeah. conversations it's, it's one of the reasons that really one of the only prominent forces in that's working on behalf of the environment is terrorists like eco-terrorists <laughs> honestly Ooh. like i mean really it is like i think that probably eco-terrorists are getting more done than every like you know ngo uh. is I don't know. Maybe I read too much Turner Diaries. Yeah, I maybe. can give you the Turner Diaries answer to the problems that we're facing. Well, terrorism. Um, well I was just I was just <laughs> I thinking mean, about yeah. I, you in your position as a Marxist professor, right? And you know your your students are like, "Hey, I have to uh, grow up in the next century. Uh, any advice on like winning tactics?" And I, you know, I feel for you because like any tactics that would actually win or like be a serious detriment to the profit motive will become 
felonies <laughs> guaranteed. They already so, are. Yeah. yeah. So so the point is like, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating for terrorism right now, but I'm saying that No, like, this show does not advocate for terrorism. <laughs> but, not even a clear. little bit. But, but we the, don't advocate against it, but we, <laughs> we certainly don't advocate for it. But the fact that if there was, say, a Zoomer rebellion, like a Zebellion, right? And they came up with some tactics, whether they were like totally nonviolent or otherwise, but they really put the fucking screws to capital and like the flows and like actually like tried to uh, alleviate the suffering of like working people so that they didn't just need to grind every fucking productive hour they possibly can for like the profit motive of like some fucking oligarchical ghouls. Like if that ever were to become successful, all those motherfuckers would be locked up. Yeah, and oh, so and, and so if you Instantly. were if you were to tell them the tactics that yeah, work, yeah. you'd be locked up probably. Yeah, I, or and I would definitely be locking up my students, right? I would just here go <laughs> go do this while I go back to my house and drink a latte, and you know, like yeah. then they all just like go out and get arrested. You know, like, I mean, th- this was a problem that I, I actually had this problem on an at an Earth Day event before quarantine, where there was this this uh, um, girl from U Albany, the student that was like really really psyched and like ready to uh um like we need to go block a street because, because uh like we had this rally and it was all like very like uh you know like there was literally like a boomer with a guitar like singing songs yeah. and shit you know and she's like no like things are gonna die like we need to go fucking do something right now and she like wants to like go block off a street and like well it, like and I'm, I'm like both it, agreeing with her while also try to tactically tell her why you can't just off off the cuff like try to block a street and see what happens yeah right it's like one like you like obviously you might get hit by a car but like all but in this is the thing that really got through to her though is i was like there is already a narrative built for that like you you go do that she was also black yeah, you're just you're just yeah. in the culture war yeah yeah she, she's also black and like you go do that right now and i'll tell you exactly how that that gets covered if it gets covered at all right uh angry black woman blocks the street uh, with Marxist professor, like how, who, how does that move the needle? Like, what does that change? And it, and the answer is absolutely nothing. You got someone it makes late reactionaries to work. more entrenched. Yeah. 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 It, it put, it has another person like put a bumper sticker on their car that of like making fun of like running over protesters and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, it's, it is, that is what it is. And like, I, I don't know how to, I really honestly don't know how to get around that other than, you know, you, you shift political common sense, yeah. which takes, much more complicated uh, but, project, but people like fucking <laughs> or eco terrorism, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but people like fucking um, Joe Rogan and MAGA head um, uh, Kanye West are, you know, the only people with millions of listeners that are advocating for Medicare for all right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, yeah. you, I mean the, this, I mean, when it's good that you say it like that because we also as leftists need to be very, very vigilant about the possibility of eco-fascism and national socialism. Yeah, right? absolutely. Where yeah. like you, you make this, these sorts of programs for people de- deemed citizens and that's very easy and then to you do. Get to control who's a citizen, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just build very out. easy to make that shift. It's yeah. very, very easy. And that's where the whole wall building comes in. I mean, this this reminds me of the conversation that we had uh, when I got back from the weekend, getting arrested with Extinction Rebellion a little over a year ago. Where, yeah. like, you know, I basically just, like, made a big mess with some fake blood and, like, laid down and tried to block the entrance to New York Stock Exchange and got, like, locked up for, like, nine or ten hours or something like that. And, um... Yeah, like that's some lib shit. But like, I don't know. 
it like made me feel a little bit better about at least like taking that weekend slash the week and the next month I had to go down to fucking uh, face the charges or whatever in court and, you know, quote unquote, sacrifice it yeah. for, you know, quote unquote, like the movement, the yeah. movement, putting it in the news, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what we got to do. I, all I know that we have to do, and I don't know how to do it is we have to change the game rules by which we operate by the scale of the billions. And that is changing the mode of production. That is changing our mode of um, politics, whether it be going from a representational to a direct or from going from a national to an international or from a capitalistic to a socialistic. But like there has to be some very, very large foundational structural changes that determine what we're doing as a species with our eight hours of productive labor or more per day also like, we I, need an anti-flag kanye <laughs> collab. <laughs> that that will move millions uh, of people yeah so in the sorry <laughs> oh, that's kind of a spooky sound actually <laughs> oh, I got, I got, I got a good uh, Mitch, Mitch McConnell, uh, Hedberg uh, joke. Okay. No, I, I don't have a girlfriend. I just have a woman who would be very mad to hear me have said that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for a spooky story? Yes. Okay. Um. So we actually have one about the Molly Maguires. Yay. Which um again, I did the the first episode of Reaction was about the Molly Maguires and the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. But the Molly Maguires were essentially a Irish workers movement, started in Ireland as an agrarian movement to fight against unfair enclosure land practices. And then as Irish immigrants came to this country and they moved further west to work in the mining towns and on the railroads and stuff, uh, they brought Molly Maguireism with them, which is essentially a kind of a terrorist approach to um, no, it's not direct action through kidnapping and assassination. So um, was Molly <laughs> Maguire uh, the eponymous uh, uh, heroine uh, yeah. of, of a previous uh, direct action? That's correct. Yeah, she was um, the she was a uh, like kind of agrarian mother figure that the movement was named after. Fuck yeah! Um, so. Uh, in northeastern Pennsylvania, a jail is haunted by the ghosts of hanged coal miners. So, you know, the Pinkerton detectives led to the arrest and execution of several suspected Molly Maguires. It's also worth noting that plenty of people said the Molly Maguires never existed and they were just an invention of, like, the mining and railroad, um, barons. But in any event, um, a former Carbon County jail... Uh, that housed prisoners up until 1995 is supposedly haunted by the spirit of dead Molly Maguires. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> to uh, this day, if you bring a boss into the jail, <laughs> they'll get an ice pick through the eye. Um, so this is coming from a museum owner from the area says, describes the, uh, people who were accused of being Molly McGuire, Molly McGuire's, what they were basically were miners who were just trying to get the mine owners to treat them fairly, which I think is a, a good, um, evaluation of the Molly McGuire story. But anyway, um, so 
three Irish coal miners were hanged in the Carbon County Jail after Black Thursday, which was the day that many of these Mollies were executed. Um, on the right side of cell number 17 in this prison, a Molly McGuire handprint stains the wall about six feet up and allegedly can't be scrubbed off, painted over, or plastered. Wow. This handprint will remain as proof of my innocence, the prisoner allegedly exclaimed before he was led to the gallows. According to the prison's owner, um, nobody gets in the cell with the handprint by themselves. Nobody spends the night there. And I'm not about to spend the night here, not because I'm afraid, but because I don't want to sleep on a concrete floor. <laughs> um, but also because he's, he, he owns an investment property. It's also, it's absolutely, actually a she, so I'm going to need you to check your oh, fucking privilege right now. Damn it. So Molly Maguire was like the original Antifa. Uh, yeah, sure. In the same way that I don't that know if was, land enclosures were fascists, but. Well, fair. I guess what I'm bringing up in terms of corollary is the fact that they were like largely like a organic response to like, uh, basically people being fucked up and like resistance to it on, in a direct action way. And then it was, um, sort of like made into a mythological, like, group with like coordination and headquartering and like central planning and like the whole thing when it was most likely you know just a bunch of people it was a loosely organized kind of like a like a like a social fraternity essentially that advocated for the needs of workers so what do you think that was the equivalent of like the can of soup back then was it like potato it was kidnappings and assassinations (laughs) that's what that's that's what they did all right fair enough (laughs) they didn't like take a turn up and like out of welsh mine owners (laughs) just beat them to a bloody pulp and threaten their wives and kidnap them yeah um allegedly allegedly yeah Uh, with like a turnip with like a stone like put inside of it so that you know (laughs) it, it didn't like hit like a regular turnip you know like You'd really get, get some anti-Irish force behind propaganda that. Yeah. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Frozen potatoes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, a lot of people said that the that the whole organization, first of all, it wasn't, if it did exist, it wasn't a, like, organization with leadership or anything. Yeah, there's no card-carrying members. A, I mean, you had to be an Irish Catholic. Mm-hmm. Check. Um, to be <laughs> accepted as a as a Molly Maguire, but yeah, a lot of historians think that they were just invented by the mining by the mine owners to, and also that they were invented by the Pinkertons to justify their hire, um, to justify their labor espionage and their strike breaking. So, back to the prison. One former inmate, Walter Mountain Maine Rodriguez, was in cell seventeen by himself after his arrest in connection with the murder of a teenage girl. She said Rodriguez. Um, a member of the Warlocks Motorcycle Club nice. begged to be moved to a different cell out of fear. I think they throw in the motorcycle club part to, to, let, to be like, he is. this is a tough guy. <laughs> yeah, this right, guy's yeah. badass. He's, He's a fucking afraid. warlock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this guy's a 2%er patch. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this jail was for sale in 2018. I, I don't see anything that, um, that updates that story, but... Uh, yeah, apparently everybody goes to this museum and feels like creepy things. Um, I have seen things here that aren't here. People feel their hair being touched or they feel a hand on their shoulder. Spooky, spooky stuff. That's like some Joe Biden level spookiness. <laughs> like this ghost is just sort of like sniffing my hair, like tr- trying to kiss my cheek. How dare like, you on camera. the good name of the Molly Maguires by comparing them to creepy Joe? <laughs> 
who himself steals Irish valor. Guy, guy, <laughs> he does. Guy's he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, it would be really cool if those ghosts really, like, fucked with people who, like, are landlords or bosses more than other people. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, have you guys ever seen the um, the television show Neo Yokio? No. It's very funny. Have there ever been a time when Chris said, have you guys ever seen, and then inserted something and we said yes? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, but I'm sorry. Go Near ahead. Yokio is great. It's, uh, it's on Netflix, and it's like a anime comedy um, about this like n- n- nouveau riche uh, like class of people in the city of Neo Yokio in the future that are like super duper like uh you know wicked wicked rich and they have he has like a butler who's played by jude law and um uh it's will smith's kid uh like um willow no no that's the well that's the daughter that's the uh the son's name Jaden. Oh, Jaden. yeah so Jaden smith plays like the the main character and he's basically like this pouty uh depressed uh like demon hunter and the demons all show up but they only target the very rich in like the upper crust of like the society and whenever they're like doing their demonic like attack or possession they're just uh you know like lobbing uh class critique and like (laughs) making like all these attacks on like the bourgeois and like so it's it's like tongue-in-cheek but i don't know it's very funny we have a few american ghost stories of like class conscious ghosts i didn't um prepare to talk about any of them because they're already pretty well known but there's like the winchester house which is owned, which uh, was owned by the Winchester family, the manufacturer of the rifles that were, you know, rolled out during the American Civil War, and the the heiress to the Winchester fortune um, has this mansion in I don't remember, it's like Arizona or somewhere, New oh, Mexico, California. maybe is it California? Um, that she just always had to add on to, and it's got all these like stairways that lead to nowhere, and like all of these bizarre architectural elements of it um because the ghosts of the you know people killed by the winchester rifle like forced her to continue building on the house um so that's kind of class conscious there's there was, also there was the a good Bell- movie that we watched recently yeah the, the movie's that. really really good yeah um it's like, like kathy bates pay- plays is it kathy Winch- bates winchester i don't remember i don't remember but it's very good i recommend it and then there's also the story of the bell witch um i don't know this one which is there's a, lots of good movies on the bell witch but uh the supposedly the origin of the bell witch haunting was that um a wealthy landowner in the area agreed to what would like rent or sell a parcel of land but charged like exorbitant interest rates and so she cursed him oh shit yeah which is really the only appropriate reaction yeah to that, to that. and it was it was a uh, helen mirren Helen Mirren, yeah, that's who it was. Helen Mirren 2018 movie just called Winchester. It's very Ex- good. If you like scary Excellent. movies, Excellent highly movie. recommend. Hell yeah. Um, it's one of the, you know, it's hard, it's hard to find a good uh, spooky movie because there's a lot of trash out there, but there's a few treasures. I started watching um, an outdoor showing last night of uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. Oh, there, we did it. We did it. He asked if we had oh seen something. Yay! Yay! Happy 69th episode. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the fact that it's our 69th episode. Nice. 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 But yeah, um, were you, were you, you saw the movie or the TV show? Oh, no, the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's got the uh, dude from Flight of the Concords, yeah, yeah. Um, Jermaine, who's very Jermaine. funny. Jermaine. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see the whole thing, but, but we watched uh, probably like an hour of it till 
like the chill set into our bones because we were watching outside and it was like 40 degrees and like windy it's been cold yeah it was like 35 degrees when i woke up this morning yeah i think it's supposed to warm up a little bit for halloween that would be awesome because i have i bought a witchy dress and i want to be able to wear it outside to watch the trick-or-treaters yeah we need to get candy we gotta get candy we gotta get some pumpkins we would do that on the way home are you guys dressing up this year uh, we are. Yeah. We're having a little thing at our house if you want to come. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to swing by. It's n- not going to, it's just a few people, but um, we're going to make some spooky cocktails. and. Yeah, I got no plans. All right. Sounds fun. Yeah. Everyone you, on the listener, are yeah. not allowed to come. Yeah, no, come on. Because <laughs> we got to be responsible. Yeah. We got to keep it small. <laughs> got to keep it small. We would love to invite you. <laughs> Only VIP. Only once, VIP. Once the coronavirus is over, we'll throw an Ironweeds party. Yeah. And all of our beautiful listeners, uh, I don't care if in you're their in 80s, fucking very, we're all Alaska, very Alaska, if you're, I know there's a few of you in Australia. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, have we'll a Zombie it. Giuliani play. Oh, that would yeah. be awesome. We'll, we'll do it down at the... This um, is what's going to get us through the pandemic. It's is just making cool plans <laughs> for what we're going to do afterwards. Yeah, Em and I were talking about it last night, about just like how everybody's going to party down like crazy. Oh, it's going like, to be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, I got a little taste of that um, at my wedding because um, it was only like, you know, 18 people. Um, we had all, you know, previously tested and quarantined and stuff. So it was like a little tiny break from the pandemic because everybody like didn't wear masks and like hugged and danced and like ate food and like just acted like non-socially distant, yeah. which fucking is awesome. Yeah. It's like the best thing in the world. It's like almost like we evolved to have this like inner need <laughs> to be able to like touch and like be around other human beings yeah yeah um but yeah people are gonna party like crazy yeah i can't wait uh i'm dressed up like um old greg went went all out with like the full the full green uh that's awesome maybe, nice. maybe that'll be an episode art. <laughs> yeah. yeah she had she had like the little light under her under her <laughs> no tutu way. yeah no she she so hopefully uh, she'll uh put on the the outfit again for... it's it's so cool that that uh, noel now is like a, a host on the great, the great british big <laughs> yeah do you watch this show at all the great oh yeah oh yeah oh, i love it there we did it good again. vibes only oh yeah we're on oh, a fucking yeah. roll 69 baby <laughs> magic number this, this is the one so we're gonna do a couple more spooky labor stories um and one about nazis as well on our Ooh. bonus episode which you can find at patreon.com slash iron um and yeah we got one on the homestead strike uh, one on the Pullman strike, and then another one about Nazis in Poland. Nazi ghosts. So you can look forward to that on our uh, Patreon feed. And thanks to all our new patrons. Yeah. Hi. How are you? We love you. We love you so much. Um, so we want to do a quick wildflower? Wildflower? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, this is a really... Uh, so I'm uh, an old archaeology nerd. Back in back in the day, I was um <laughs> Back when the, the only thing you could dig up were like uh things that uh weren't old because they hadn't been invented yet oh i was gonna make a joke about me being an archaeology student during the uh during the bird flu but um i couldn't really bring it together in my head what what happened what how did bird flu change archaeology 
Well, it? nothing. It's just that yeah. that was our pandemic it was then. The last and pandemic, then, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, I, I have a um, a coworker from a previous job. I won't dox. Uh, listener of the show, uh, contributor to the show. Oh my um, gosh! Hello. Yeah. Wow. Um, who uh, in their previous life as an archaeologist um, told me about how depressed they got with the corruption within archaeology? It's terrible. Uh, like you know, the people it's, would be it's really bad. Yeah, like halfway back from the site and just sort of casually drop like a bag full of arrowheads like out the window well, or, like, i did a internship with the county archaeologist sarasota county um when i was an archaeology student and they did a lot of what they did was it's a uh, crm cultural resource management and you know this is in florida this was during the housing boom and my job was to digitize all of these archaeological records for people basically if a you know developer wants to build on land you have to send in state archaeologists to excavate the area find out if there's any culturally significant historical sites or human remains are a big thing and um i had to digitize the records and the sampling sizes were you know in a in a standard like university sponsored archaeological sampling you do a sample like every three or five feet and they were doing them every 20 feet they were essentially doing archaeology in such a way that they were almost guaranteed to find nothing as a way to get these uh, you know get just jump through all these hoops and get these builders in um and you know they're they're building over like maroon communities this really like the maroon phenomenon in florida is incredible this Mm -hmm, tiny mm -hmm. niche element of indigenous history where like while florida was under spanish control you had black escaped slaves going down and living with you know the various uh native american tribes in florida and it's this like really precious archaeological research um that people just paved over with the help of the state archaeology is incredibly corrupt um but Fortunately, we do get a little bright spot every once in a while. So the UK is returning 5,000 ancient artifacts to Iraq, including the repatriation of a 4,000-year-old Sumerian relic discovered in an online auction. Relic? So that's a part of a human cadaver or body? Uh, no, relic is just like a... Um, Religious object? Yeah, or yeah. Like, a, like a ritual object, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so... It'd be cool if it was a human body piece, though. I, I That'd think be that, cool. I think as far as the Catholic, well, for Catholics, uh, tradition, yeah. it is a person. It doesn't have to be a part of a body. It can yeah. also be like something that, like the like the Shroud of Turin, is considered a relic, oh, and that's yeah. not like a piece of body. It's it has to be like touch anything the body. with with yeah. the significant religious value. Yeah. I mean, um, the Shroud of Turin's the one with like Jesus's like face, like yeah. in it from when he like sneezed into it well no, it no was, when it he was, decomposed well it, he 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 uh luminescence he like turned to light right yeah and, yeah and then burned his visage into or visage uh into the sheet um it's kind of like sneezing yeah well i, I feel like you know there's probably some some part of him is still there you know yeah sure but yeah all the catholic churches have often um a little piece of a saint right like, so the the relic is an ancient plaque that was looted from a Sumerian temple. It dates back to 2400 BC. Um, there's an image of it that I'll include in the show notes, but it's basically just like a man um, with f- like a feather skirt or something. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Or woman. I don't actually know. Um, so that's one of the items that they'll be repatriating. Uh, thousands of antiquities were looted from Iraq's museums amid the chaos of the American invasion, with as many as 15,000 disappearing when the National Museum of Iraq in Baghdad was ransacked in 2003. 
So, um, yeah, this is just part of a slow process. You know, there's another element of archaeology is there's just all of this colonialism in the history of archaeological finds and, you know, the curio cabinets of the the 19th century where rich people would just hoard cultural artifacts from the lands that they colonized and put them in little cabinets in their, you know, salons and shit. And so the process of getting all of these things back to the appropriate interested parties is a very long and arduous one, um, especially because a lot of these cultures have been totally wiped out by by the very, you know, colonizers who stole their their material culture. So, yeah, are there isn't there like a national movement to try to get all of the Egyptian mummies back mm-hmm. to Egypt and stuff like and that? And a similar thing with Greece, uh, especially the Elgin marbles are a big deal that were um, taken from the Parthenon. Yeah, I mean, there are these little repatriation movements um, everywhere. Native Native American tribes have been very successful in forcing state and government, um, state and federal governments to, at at the very least, take more care with those sites. Obviously, here in Troy, New York, we seem to have failed that test a little bit with the uh, (laughs) the (laughs) land on the Hudson River. But yeah. um, Democracy, baby. Best one in the world, baby. Best one in the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that's that. Um, What a wonderful piece of good news yeah hell yeah all right so i hope you enjoyed this episode we didn't get as spooky as i wanted to but we'll get we'll get spooky on the alt yeah uh we didn't get spooky on main but but the bonus you better subscribe because we're gonna spook you you're gonna be so scared you're gonna be so scared to ever uh uh cross a labor a, a, a union man Ever again. <laughs> They'll haunt you beyond the grave. Oh, all right. So I got two I got two scary things that we can leave on. Maybe you can cut Ooh. the audio on. The first is uh as of uh two days ago, Friday, uh America is at an all time high for new cases of COVID nineteen. Eight thousand eighty thousand? Eighty four thousand. And the second thing is we should probably leave with the audio of Jeff Bezos maniacally laughing, controlling two cybernetic oh. arms, shaking hands with a stranger. Yeah. Uh, full Lex Luthor mode, uh, mask uh, fully integrated into his face. Um, yeah, that was pretty spooky. All right. All right. <laughs> so you can find uh, us. Yeah. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweed Spot. Find us on Instagram. Ironweed Spot. And shoot us an email at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Ha, 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 ha.